Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 114. Before we get into our interview portion, a couple of things that we wanted to mention. We've mentioned it for a few episodes now, but our brand new newsletter that will be starting this Wednesday, July 24th, will be the first day that we're dropping that. It's going to have a blog post that Catherine worked on and also some content that we've found around the web that we think will help you with growing your projects and expanding your reach and just trying to help you out any way that we can. So if you want to sign up for that, detourtoneverland.com forward slash newsletter is where you can do that. We will be sending that first one out on Wednesday, and then we plan to send them out weekly from there. So we won't be spamming your inbox, just hopefully something that's helpful, a quick read that can help you as you're working on your projects. The other thing is the rest of this week is going to be a little bit different than our normal schedule. As some of you, as some of you may know, we just got back from a trip to Walt Disney World. We tried a lot of new things on this trip, so it's really two episodes worth of discussion. So we're going to do that both on Wednesday and Friday of this week in episodes 115 and 116. So be sure you're subscribed and tune into those episodes. So today our interview is with Shaylin who runs Sword Design Co. on Etsy. We will put the link to her shop down in our show notes as well. A really fun chat, really insightful, and yeah, hopefully it helps you guys out if you're looking to get into that Etsy space or just to get some Disney inspiration. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Now I'm going to go ahead and play the interview for you. Well, thank you for having me. I love being here. Um, My name is Shaylin, and I do run Sword Design um, on Instagram and an Etsy shop and probably one fact you wouldn't know about me from my Instagram account is that um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that one that one because I I try to make myself a pretty open person but maybe the fact that I've worked in the restaurant industry for 15 years I my account more like business management based but I used to be in a restaurant, do bartending, and um, bringing food to people all the time. Gotcha. So you have a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's the best way to put it. <laughs> I do. Well, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So to kind of set the stage for everything that we are going to talk about today, first off, we need to know, you know, what is your Disney story and how did that grow over time and lead to you starting your account and your Etsy store? Well, my Disney story, like most people, is I started off young with Disney. I was raised on it. I had a great-grandmother who actually lived in Kissimmee. She would let us come stay at her house and go visit Disney all the time. I have always been told that I was brought there when I was about a year old. But first time I remember going was probably when I was about five or six. And it just kind of grew over time. But then, you know, kind of get to that point where you're in middle school and you try to do the cool things and sometimes Disney isn't cool. Or if you go to school with a big mouse on your shirt, you know, people kind of look at you funny. So fortunately, you know, you kind of drop the Disney act a little bit about around that time. Um, But then when I went to college, I was trying to find myself and I went to 
two different universities. I ended up transferring to one here in Connecticut that was actually close to ESPN Studios. So they had an internship program with them. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, this might be a great opportunity for me to get into ESPN, working for Disney. And unfortunately, I never got that chance to have the internship program because when you go to college, you kind of uh, have to work, (laughs) especially if you live out on your own. And so internship kind of went down from there. But then I just never fell off that wagon after that. I just continued to like it, always looking for jobs with it. And as soon as my kids, I had my kids kind of got a little bit bigger after that. They love watching all the Disney movies. Um, I can't tell you how many times we watch cars or planes or now that I have my daughter, it's all the princess movies. (laughs) So I'm always watching those and just is getting bigger, especially with having the kids and wanting them to experience the feeling that Disney has given me my whole life. Yeah, that's awesome. So once you had that foundational love for Disney, what conversations took place where you decided that you were going to put yourself out there and start a shop? That was probably about a year and a half ago. Um, So my name, Sword Designs, comes actually from a photography business that I also have, Shades of Red. So I just took the first initials from all that to do this. And it kind of, if you look at my logo, it does have Tinkerbell in it because that kind of made me think of Tinkerbell. Um, But we went on a family trip down to Disney for my cousin who was in a dance competition. And we're all like, we want matching shirts, but we don't see anything that we like. We want them to be customized. You know, we kind of went through all that list and I was like, well, I can do it. I have uh, the stuff at home to do it. And I always just did it for myself. And at that point I had made, I think like 13 shirts for us. And it just kind of grew from there. People liked the designs and so my husband and I kind of one night we were out at dinner and I was like, what do you think if I make this a business, if I start making shirts for people, but on the level that we were looking at, really make them customized to people, not just send you that, you know, label that you can iron on yourself to your own shirt and you get that box. Cause that happened to us one time too. We ordered something and we're like, I don't know how to do this. And you just had to iron it on and we had these shirts and it was like this big box and it just didn't look nice. So that's kind of where I'm at wanting to really customize it for people. Let me know what you're going down there for. Is it a family trip? Do you want your name on it? Do you want your kids' names on it? So that's kind of where we started going after that is just really making this a family run business for families. Mm -hmm. What was the reception from your husband? Because I think that's always interesting. Like when somebody has (laughs) this big grand idea, sharing that with someone takes a lot of courage and and their reception on the other end is sometimes interesting. My husband is amazing. He follows my crazy ideas all over the place. Um, Being a stay at home mom, you know, you try to figure out ways to help out. Um, Because I know for me, I went from working full-time to now being at home full-time with the kids and you just feel like you still need to help out a little bit so any ideas that I have I always run them by him because he is that um sensible person I guess I'm more of the one that will go on a whim and just do whatever I want to do um 
And I remember, Brendan, you said that you like to do your Excel sheets. That's what he's all about. <laughs> he puts everything into an Excel sheet, runs the numbers because he's an accountant. So that's what he does. But he he's amazing when it comes to my ideas and what I want to do. And it's great to have him as a sounding baseboard. I'll say, hey, what do you think about this shirt idea? Or he'll come to me and be like, I just thought of an awesome idea of what you can put on a shirt. So he has been instrumental to my whole business. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great to have not only a soundboard to, to bounce things off of, but at least if he's coming to you with ideas, that is incredible as well. Yes. And I think just someone to kind of walk through that with you, because it is definitely scary starting something new, especially, you know, it's it's one thing to make things for yourself and for your family, but I can imagine like going through the motions of starting an Etsy store and knowing that you're sending products out to people like strangers, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, it can be a little intimidating because you want to make sure that you're giving them the best quality. And it's one of those, well, what if something happened to it? Is it going to get to the person? Did it get lost along the way? Um, did Were they only able to wear it once and then something happened to it? So it's always... I always try to check back in with people who buy from me and just want to know, hey, how's your shirt holding up? When I send out my shirts, I always send out instructions on the wash of them. I feel like that's the most important thing because sometimes people don't understand that and they just, you know, throw it in the washer and the dryer and um, you want to make sure to care for these shirts. Mm -hmm. For sure. So with any project or business that you're going through, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. But I think the most important thing is whenever you do have those failures or downs or, or whatever you want to call them, that you have a lesson that you take away from it. So can you share an experience that you've had of maybe something didn't go quite right and what you took away from that? Oh, definitely. I think failure is the biggest part of a business is you got to learn from those failures. And I think for me, it was taking on too much at once. Um, like I said, I like to talk to my customers. I like to actually make them friends and I want to make sure that I'm giving them my best work and my best quality. Um, so just recently, actually, I probably made too many shirts at once. I want to say, and all different designs. I've done the part where I've made actually 21 shirts for some people going on a cruise that was not a big deal because it's all the same and it's, you know, the same pattern that's going on there, the same information. Um, but once you start taking on too many shirts at once and guaranteeing them all the same, you start to get stressed out a little bit. And I think that happened to me, um, probably just two, three weeks ago is I had, I'd say eight or nine different shirts, but they were all different designs. So it's taking the time to cut them out um, put them on the shirt, plan where they need to go, and then getting it to the customers. So it was it was very long nights and not enough time spent with my family. <laughs> so I think that's great. And it definitely, you know, opens up the possibility for like that growth, you know, mindset where, you know, I hate, I don't like the word failure, really, just because I feel like that's such a harsh word. But I think it's good to be able to look back at things and say, ooh, you know, I should have done that differently. So now looking forward, what are you trying to do to keep that from happening? Um, just give people the awareness of if I have some other projects that I'm working on, 
I just let them know, hey, I have two other shirts in front of you. I'm, you know, I try to give them a time frame. Like most of the time, it, a shirt from start to finish, as if I already have a design, shouldn't take more than three days. Um, but if I have to come up with a design, because I've had actually a few people come to me recently, um, that takes a lot of time is coming up with the design. So I try to be truthful with them. Like the shirt might take about two to three weeks to get to you because I have this in front of you or I have to make this design. And I just think it's all about being truthful to both yourself and to the customer because you don't want to lie and be like, oh, I can get this done in two days. And then you're sitting at your kitchen table at one o'clock in the morning trying to get things together. I think that's just too stressful on myself and not being truthful to the client. And then you kind of get in bad standings with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think so many people are guilty of that. We certainly are. Sometimes we overbook ourselves with the interviews or we set ourselves up where a point where we're just not going to be able to deliver the quality that we want. Um, so I think being cognizant of that is definitely the first step in the right direction. So um, to follow up that, if Catherine, you don't like the word failure, a, a downfall <laughs> or whatever it is, what has been your biggest win or discovery up to this point? Um, I think just kind of coming out of my own comfort zone, uh, just reaching out to people and introducing myself as who I am. I'm Shaylin. I make shirts. Are you going to Disney? Are you doing something where you need some shirts? Um, do you like this design? I think it's just, you talk to my friends, they'll tell you that I talk all the time. I'm loud. I'm, you know, a fun person to be with, but those are for people that know me. Um, going up to someone new and putting myself out on the line, like even kind of doing this is stepping out of my comfort zone just a little bit. Uh, I don't mind talking about myself and what I do, but it's just getting to that point and being comfortable and okay with it. So stepping out of my comfort zone, I think is the biggest win because you want to reach more people and you want to see what's out there. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part of, I mean, starting a business or even jumping into just the Disney community. I feel like sometimes with social media, it makes it look maybe easier than it is, but it is intimidating to reach out and talk to more people. And, you know, you want to be as authentic as you can be, but putting yourself in those situations is definitely scary sometimes. Yeah, it can be because I've been reaching out to other shop owners because you kind of want to say, hey, I have this idea. Um, but you, at the same time, like I'm reaching out to another shirt company. It's sometimes hard because you don't want to be like, I'm stealing your ideas, but you're really not because we're all in this together. We all have different ideas. So it's nice to reach out and have friends that are even in the same mindset as you, but doing completely different things. And you can reach out and you can talk to them. And it just makes you feel more comfortable in this community. I can say that's been probably my most valuable asset through this whole thing is I have a set of three to four other podcast hosts that I talk to so regularly. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other. Hey, have you tried this out? Are you using this service? Are you listed on this platform? That has been the most incredible experience and, and knowledge sharing um, opportunity. So that I think is wonderful advice to anybody getting started out. Find other people who are in a similar spot as you team up and it is community over competition. And at that point, you know, you can all grow together. 
Definitely. I think that's the best starting point for anybody. Yeah. And that's a change in mindset too, really, is looking at it from, you know, they can be your customers or my customers and they can both listen to our both of our podcasts and it's not like we're competing, um, you know, because if you help each other, then everybody grows. Yes, exactly. So when you are looking, you know, to put different items into your shop, you know, obviously a lot of what you do are, you know, customized for people in their specific trips. When someone asks you for a shirt design, what does that design process look like or where do you get your inspiration from? I have them tell me a little bit about themselves. Like, what do they like? Um, Just recently, one of my brand reps came to me and she goes, I really love Lion King and I like a few of these quotes from the movie. So I just put something together for her. So it's just figuring out what the person likes. Um, And then I honestly try to go back and watch the movie. Um, Most of the time, it's not that big of a deal with my kids. Like I said, they love sitting here watching movies with me. And so I try to pick out things that are a little bit unique and different. Um, I feel that is kind of what makes me stand out. It's not the typical shirt you're going to see in Disney, um, in their Disney stores. So I want to make it practical, but at the same time, just unique. So I've asked the person, what do you like about the movie? What are some characters that you like? And I just kind of go from there and I probably put two to three different designs together for them. And I will send it over to them and they let me know which ones they like. Uh, sometimes I'll swap. They'll be like, well, I like the picture on that shirt, but I like the thing on that shirt. So we can put that together. So like I said, that those are the times that usually takes the longest is getting the design together. But once I have it together, it's pretty smooth sailing from there. I love that. I love that kind of back and forth and, you know, especially coming from like a teacher standpoint, like there's nothing's (laughs) ever perfect the first time. So I love, I mean, sometimes it is and that's great, but I love not being scared to have to make like multiple drafts or to get that feedback because I think that even enhances just like the customer experience. Yeah, it does. And you want to, like I said, I want to have them wearing the shirt whenever they want, not just when they're in the parks, but when they're out having fun or going to the movies or going out with friends. So if it's just something that they're going to like, then that's right on point with what I want them to do. You better be careful, Catherine, because your student could get this, grab that soundbite, and next time they ask you for corrections, <laughs> they're going to play that and say that they deserve to have the opportunity Unlimited. to Yes. <laughs> a way to twist my words there. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, kids always do that. I worked in an elementary school for two years, and you're like, hey, I never actually said those words. <laughs> uh, I know. They just, they know how to do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> so seamlessly. <laughs> So one of the themes that we get out of your shop is you have quite a few shirts that are themed to running and run Disney. So is is running a hobby of yours? And have you ever done a run Disney event? Just kind of where does that inspiration come from? Oh, you've touched a point there that my husband won't like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do run. I'm not like hugely competitive in it, but I do it every day. It's... I think one great thing to stay active. Um, I've been really pushing to do some of the runs. I have never done any of the Disney runs yet. Um, So I'm kind of like pushing my husband every so often. 
we do have a big family trip to Disney um, for the 50th anniversary. And so I'm hoping to convince everybody to go the end of October, beginning in November for the food and wine run and just kind of slip that in there. Um, <laughs> but I, that's, that's on my bucket list is I would like to do all of them probably not within one year, but I would like to participate in one run maybe once a year. Um, and I've noticed some of the charities too are kind of true and dear to my heart. So that's one aspect that I'm actually starting to look into is with running for a charity and then maybe some of my shirts as well. Um, if you were to buy them, putting a proceed to the charity as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, I just saw the new princess one, uh, medals or themes come out for the princess run. And so I'm kind of trying to come up with some ideas for shirts for that. I think that one benefits the children's miracle network. So that's a good one. Yes. But inside of the Disney runs too, there are, depending on the different runs, there's a few other charities that also participate in there and you can run for a charity. Um, So one that's true, that's, um, closest to me is the suicide one they are doing they are participating in the food and wine coming up and i think i saw that they're participating in the one beginning of the year the marathon weekend Mm -hmm. um so i know there are other ones that you can raise money for and you can run along with them gotcha oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah that is really cool so one thing i wanted to cover because you are, of course, out of state, out of or removed from <laughs> Walt Disney World like yeah. we are. You're a little yes. bit further away than us. But how does your shop and your account kind of keep you connected to the parks when you can't go quite as often as we would all like to? Uh, just getting in touch with other people in the community. Uh, two of my brand reps actually live down in Florida. And I have a last minute trip that I booked just a few days ago with my friend. I'm actually going down to Disney um, for a quick weekend. And so I contacted them and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be down there. You guys want to meet up? So we're going to meet up, but I think it's just keeping in touch with people that are down there and talking to them and getting them interested in some shirts that I might have coming up and seeing what they have going on down there and just living vicariously through them. (laughs) That's yeah. the best part about Disney Instagram. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. We have had a blast learning more about your Etsy shop and your Instagram account. Next, we'll jump into our Fast Pass round. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners. Whether you're an Etsy store owner or a content creator or anything in between, there is so much potential and more work to do in Pinterest. And the name of the game in Pinterest is having the right photo that catches the eyes of someone scrolling. Don't fight with your camera and worry about always trying to find the perfect match and stress out about it. You can go to reportthemagic.com forward slash detour and get access to six completely free professional high grade Disney photos. Use them with your content. Just try it out for a while and see if your engagement ticks up. Again, that's reportthemagic.com forward slash detour. 
Good deal. So we are back. So Shaylin, we're going to throw out these Disney topics for our Fast Pass round. And if you can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. I have been waiting for this one. I'm ready. <laughs> I think you started first last time, Catherine, so I'll start it. Okay. Name the Disney parks that you have visited. Um, I've done all the parks down in Florida, and I've also been out to California. So out of all of those individual parks, which one is your favorite and why? I have to say Epcot is my favorite. I just like it exploring there and going into the different worlds and seeing the different things and then honestly it's i find unless it's during the flower and garden festival it's not too crazy as some of the other parks can be i definitely agree i think epcot is big enough where everyone can kind of spread out which is nice yes yeah it's very nice you're not bumping shoulder to shoulder with people until you go into the mitsukoshi department store in japan that is always a madhouse (laughs) Yes, yes, that can be. So I have to ask, since Epcot's your favorite, what is your favorite country in Epcot? I mean, I kind of have to go with Italy. <laughs> That's like one of my, my best places that I like going to, and it's also my heritage. Oh, very cool. Yes. I would love to say that I was Italian. I feel like I wish I was Italian. <laughs> sometimes it gets me into trouble i uh get a little you know hot-headed every once in a while like i just remember to keep my cool um but i i love it i love saying that i'm from italy and i visited there a few times and it's it's a beautiful place maybe they'll put a polish pavilion in for you aren't you polish <laughs> yeah I oh come on that pierogies I was just about to say pierogies. I had a polish roommate and she would make pierogies oh they were delicious <laughs> It would be so similar to Germany, it would hurt. I know, I know. (laughs) Next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Um, I think Paris and Hong Kong. Um, We're going to visit my brother-in-law, who is stationed right now in Aviano, Italy, um, next year. So I'm pushing for us to, you know, take a quick plane ride over to Paris for like a day, day and a half. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) It's still expensive, but Paris is like surprisingly affordable compared to some of the other ones. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not terrible, um, but, you know, we'll just have to see how we'll be there for probably about two weeks. So we'll just have to see what what takes us where. So Hong Kong, we have not heard that very often. Is there anything in particular that draws you there? I just just the adventure of it. because, like you said, no, not too many people talk about it. And I just think just the whole atmosphere and the culture over there is is beautiful. Yeah. And you don't need a visa like you would if you go to Shanghai. So that's a perk. No, I did not know that. <laughs> he knows all the, the weird little quirk things. Yeah, because I book a hypothetical trip like every day for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's always those hypothetical trips that get you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So the next one would be, what is your favorite Disney resort? Um, I have to say the Caribbean Beach. Uh, that's where actually my girlfriend and I are staying when we go. Um, I haven't stayed there yet, so I'm very much looking forward to it. I always see pictures of it, and I think it just looks wonderful. Are you going to eat at Sebastian's? I have a feeling we're going to try to, if you know, even if it's just to go in to have an appetizer. Um I think we want to try to do something over there. 
it's it had like it made a big splash pun intended whenever <laughs> it first opened but i have not seen like a single soul go there since so i don't know oh. i think they got reduced hours as well i don't know might... yeah our, our trip is kind of like go by the flow it was a last minute decision so we're kind of just going and seeing what we want to do and have no plans unfortunately just which is weird for me. I always have the plans, but this one's going to be like, nope, we're just going to do this this day. Mm-hmm. I think that'll probably be a fun, something different, you know? I enjoy yeah. kind of going without a plan sometimes. Yeah, it makes it a little interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so next one would be, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Oh, this was such a difficult one for me to think of. Um, kept talking to my husband about this and I think we actually both agree the Aerosmith one the Aerosmith ride um it's just it's kind of got a little bit of everything it could use a little bit of an update but I'm also a huge Aerosmith fan so that doesn't really bother me too much (laughs) but it's a good ride it is a good ride I can say like you get a little bit of butterflies every time you leave that pre-show and you're next to the cage, the the chain link fence, and you see people start launching off. That feeling yeah, is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Catherine, it still like makes you nervous, doesn't it? Every time. Every time I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do this. <laughs> like, well, I'm it was not so awesome. Sure. Yeah. The last time we wrote it, we were trying to figure out where the camera was. And I actually just posted a picture of this. Um, and we're all making like the rock and roll sign and we're all sticking our tongues out because we're like, all right, this is where it's going to be. We're going to all make the same face. So it's one of the best pictures I think from the trip. Ooh. That that one in dinosaur always has the best photo pass <sighs> pictures. I do love the oh, dinosaur. Yeah. Cause every, like you always get a couple kids or, you know, a kid in your car. He's like terrified. And it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those parents who have to console them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's okay. You'll be fine. So, sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment? Um, again, talking to my husband about this one, he went with Small World, like, right off the bat. I'm like, yeah, I kind of like Small World. Um, but for me, it'd have to be the Tomorrowland Speed Track, the Speedway. I just think, even if we updated it a little bit, it's just, it's too jolty. You're trying to drive, and if you go too far one way, it knocks you back into place, and... I don't think it's that exciting. I can honestly say it's been a decade since I've wrote that. At least. Yeah. At least, yeah. Yeah. Probably. We only did it last time because my son wasn't big enough to do test tracks. So I was like, all right, we'll bring you on another kind of car ride. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, no, never doing this again. <laughs> yeah. So what is it about Small World that your husband wants to change or get rid of? <laughs> I think just the song. And- <laughs> <laughs> you know, it always gets stuck in your head. You're going through it and you're like, oh, joy. Um, I just like it because it's nice and relaxing. It never has, I feel like, a huge line to it either. So if you need something cool for a minute, it's nice to go into there. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so next one would be what land or area brings you the most inspiration in the parks? Um, after my last trip, I feel like Animal Kingdom did this for me. Um, (laughs) it's kind of a funny story, but I ended up getting separated from my group for a little bit and I had 
no kids with me. And it was kind of awesome. They went to a show and I couldn't get in because they had closed the doors. So I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for them. And I ended up sitting in the arena with nobody around me. And I just kind of sat there and took it all in and just the feeling of it all. And that's kind of when some juices started flying with this business as well. Like, can I make a business out of this? What can I do? So I think that kind of holds something special to me. That is a good, good spot. I can go on those tree of life trails by myself and spend hours in there. It's oh, yeah. Some, sometimes it's just nice to get away from it. Mm-hmm. I can especially imagine if you're on vacation with young kids. <laughs> that would be extra <laughs> blissful. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was nice. Cause my daughter at the time was eight months old. So someone else had her and I was free from babies for about a half an hour. And then I decided <laughs> I'm going to do the single rider line over on Everest and that was awesome too. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about anything. Yes. So the next one is our favorite because it's food related. So what is your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Um, this was hard to think of. I always loved the pretzels and the cheese, but then someone reminded me of the Buffalo blue cheese chips over at animal kingdom. And those definitely hit the spot when we had those last time. I will say we tried those after another one of our guests mentioned them. I wish I could remember who. It was Andrea and Sean. Andrea and Sean. Yes. They mentioned (laughs) them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love buffalo things. Turns out we really don't like blue cheese. And we've known that. But I forgot to say, like, no blue cheese when we got them. And it wasn't terrible. But it definitely messed up our experience (laughs) yeah blue cheese has you know a bit of a strong taste to it so if you're not a fan of it but i mean the chips just in general are phenomenal nice little snack but we had gotten those and it was i was like oh this is this is really good snack right here (laughs) but you got to be able to like blue cheese that is major key that we overlooked (laughs) (laughs) so next one sticking with food what's your favorite table service and favorite quick service restaurant um, table service, I think would have to be over at Fort Wilderness. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. I just had it written down, but I can't find it. But it's where one of the ones where they can make fun of you and do all that stuff. When we were there, if you ask for ketchup, everybody brings you every single ketchup in that place. Whispering and Canyon. Yes. Yes, that is it. <laughs> and so my son made the mistake of asking for ketchup. And at the time he's four. And he just got piled up with bottles of ketchup. It was hysterical. We were all just, we couldn't stop laughing for about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin stole some ketchup, trying to be all sneaky about it. And they put him in jail. So I think that was, that was by far the best restaurant we had gone to for sitting down. Mm -hmm. What about quick service? Um, Quick service. I think over in the, was it the uh, Japan Pavilion in Epcot? Um, one day we just went over there and got some sushi real quick, and we sat outside, and you're able to just overlook everything out there. You can see people walking around, and you're just watching people enjoying a little bit of sushi. And it was kind of quiet up there, too. 
Yeah, we've never done that before, which is surprising because we've recently decided that we love sushi. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it used to be in the blue cheese camp. Now it's it's elevated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we decided that it's okay to eat. Yes. Sushi, I think if you get it from a good place, is is just phenomenal. And over there at their quick service, if you get it and you just go sit out in the patio and you can just kind of see everything and it's nice and peaceful back there. Although we do say that we like sushi, but all of our sushi is like deep fried. So <laughs> most sushi <laughs> people would different. probably scoff at our choices. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so the next couple of questions are all about your Disney favorites. So we'll start with what is your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney movie would probably have to be Little Mermaid. That's what I've kind of grown up on. It came out when I was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just loved it since and have actually passed that love on to my daughter. She asks for it all the time. That is so fun. Yes. So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. My favorite Disney quote, I actually put it on my kids. Uh, we have like a dress up thing for them. And it was by Walt and it says, Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. I think that's an amazing quote. That is a good one. Yeah. Sort of one of his lesser known ones, so I like that. Yeah. I kind of like things that are, you know, not so common. I mean, my name's Shaylin, so it's not a very common name. And my husband actually has the same name as you, Brendan, spelled the same way. Ooh, I like (laughs) it. (laughs) Exactly. And our kids' names are... Jameson and Bailey, you know, kind of uncommon, but not too crazy out there. So that's kind of my style. I like the uncommon, but not too crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So the last one would be your favorite Disney parks memory. <sighs> this was hard because I have quite a few of, I have a few of them and they're all from different times in my life. So, and I think Disney is kind of one of those things you can experience it at different ages and it all means something different to you. Um, So it's like I have, when I was younger, we went to the 25th anniversary of Disney and we spent with our, with our family. And I think that was our last family vacation as a big group. Um, Unfortunately, my brother passed away, so we've never done any family trips since then. So it was nice to have that memory with him and our whole family being together. Um, And then you get to that point where you are old enough to kind of go by yourself. Um, So celebrating a college graduation, we went after that and just being there with friends. Um, But then most recently with my kids, just experiencing it with my kids. Um, My son was always so afraid of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all those things were like, oh, God, how's he going to do with the characters? And his first character experience was Donald Duck. He ran right up to him and gave him the biggest hug. He had the biggest smile on his face. It was just it was wonderful to see that. because You're like, OK, we don't have to worry about him screaming at every character that comes by us now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely our biggest fear for when our niece goes for the first time this fall is like how is she going to do with characters is she going to be scared like we booked all these different character dining experiences so our fingers are definitely crossed for a positive experience they're going to be long meals if not (laughs) i know right 
you're like, oh, okay. Um, it, it is, I think that's one of the scariest things going with a little kid who has never been there before, especially if they're scared of, you know, going and sitting on Santa's lap. It's like, okay, how are you going to feel about this person? But I kind of feel like maybe he had watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse so much that it kind of made it okay in his mind. Cause you know, Santa, they only see once a year and for what, like a month, normally you hear about Santa Claus. You know, mm-hmm. with some of these characters, you're seeing them on movies regularly or on TV shows. So I think that kind of is what helped us out a little bit. Yeah. I've never even shared this on the podcast, but I went through a spell where I was afraid of characters. It was because Prince John from Robin Hood, I was wearing a hat and he was like too rough and he knocked my hat <laughs> off and like hurt my head. So oh like, my goodness. So I went through a, a, a spell where I did like characters. So hopefully that doesn't. Go to our niece as well. Yeah, no, that's that's never fun. Hopefully they're a little bit nicer with her. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and I've always found that the characters are great. Another time we were at one of the um, dinings with the characters and mistakenly I we put our daughter on the floor and we're like, I was like, oh, Pluto, do you mind sitting with my daughter so we can get a picture of you guys? And I was like, oh, that's right. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I go, oh, that's right. Pluto, you're a dog. Do you mind getting down on all fours? And my husband and I laughed, but he, whoever was in, who was Pluto, went right down on all fours with both my kids. Oh my God, that was the best thing ever because we were just all laughing about it because I was like, I'm not trying to be mean, but I was like, they're in character. Pluto's a dog. He doesn't really sit. He gets down on all fours. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. That is fun. I was like, oh, okay. I'm really not being mean, but this is great. That was awesome. So we completed the fast, fast round. So Shailen, our very last question for you is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator or they want to open up their own shop, whatever it might be, what is your advice to that person? I think my advice would be be yourself. You know, don't be afraid to do what you want to do. Put yourself out there. Um, I mean, don't be nasty about it, but be unapologetically yourself um, and do what makes you happy. If, you know, one thing someone tells you to do it one way, but you don't want to, then do it the way that you feel is best for you and just take that chance. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. You got to do it for yourself. That's the only sustainable way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's great to take advice from so many other people and to talk to them. But what works for them might not work for you because they might do it a little bit differently than you feel is the best way. And I think it's just it's about being you and being true to you as well. Don't be fake about it either just to get those followings that somebody else has or, you know, put out fake feeds because you think that's what people want to see. Just just be you. Mm hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think, you know, you have to do it for yourself, of course, because you're the one who's going to sustain, you know, your business. And I think people definitely catch on if, you know, you're just after the numbers or, you know, this or that or whatever it is. So the more authentic you can be, you know, the better for sure. Definitely. Awesome. Wonderful advice. So one last thing, if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at SoarDesignCo, um, and that's honestly the best place to get in touch with me. Um, send me a DM if you're ever looking for a customized shirt, 
take a look at my Etsy shop, which is Soar Design. And if I can help you out in any way, if you have a family trip coming up, just let me know and I can get you hooked up. Well, perfect. So thank you so much, Shaylin. We really have loved talking to you today and hearing all about your business and everything that you've learned throughout that process. So with that being said, go check her out and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, guys. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.